Hello and welcome yeah. to the What the What podcast. It is the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, what there is to geek out about past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. I am player number one, Eric Creech. I have player number two, Kyle Whitley. Player number three is on vacation. Ashby will not be joining us tonight, but we have a replacement. A new challenger has entered the building, but yes. not really. It's kind of virtual. We have online. our yes, online like gaming. And stuff. Yes, we have new player number three, Chris Road, joining us today. This is where we'll put in the game. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm super excited and slightly nervous. Slightly Don't nervous. Be nervous. Don't be nervous. It's literally me, you, and Kyle having a conversation like we, you know, we used to have all the time. Chris has been our number one fan forever since the beginning. He's been asking to be on here. We've talked about wanting him on here, and now we finally did it. Yep, Chris is here. It 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 takes us us about a year to do that. A year, and then it took us about an hour (laughs) to get him actually like coming through the board and actually recording. But he's been great. Had to make sure everything was plugged in and unplugged. And Mm -hmm. yes, his wife's gonna be upset. She's like, "How long did you talk to those guys?" And it's like, "Well, Well, the episode was thirty minutes, but took ninety minutes to get everything set up." Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we appreciate you joining us today, Chris. And for those of you listening, uh, either on your podcast app or watching this on YouTube, we really appreciate you joining us, whether you are a fan of the first-person shooter or you're just a beast at mobile cart video game racing. We would ask you that you would please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And, of course, rate and view us. Five stars only, please. Five. Please also follow us on Facebook. YouTube and Instagram at What the What Media. Chris, you want to say this? What the What Media. All one word. All one word. Let's try that again. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at What the What Media. All one word. And you can also find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. Please share with your friends if you enjoyed today's episode or one of the 57 other What the What episodes that we have available in the archives. Last week on this podcast, we went into 1999's episode one of Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. And today we are taking a deep dive into the world of multiplayer video games or games that you played at Sleepovers growing up. Um, here is a possible spoiler warning. Um, you know, if you've never played <laughs> these games before and you don't want to be surprised at how these games turned out or any fun stories from our past, then we advise that you go play the game. <laughs> but if you want to hear the stories, keep listening to the podcast. I mean, because otherwise... Well, I think you can join in because most likely we're not going to sit here and talk about the entire video game. No, this is just our this experiences. more so about so. our favorite... Reason and just why we enjoyed them. But if you don't want to be spoiled on any of the video game stuff, then go play the games first. Um, I'm definitely spoiling one game. Oh, that's okay. Definitely. So uh, here's how this is going to work. This is um, our very, you know, first month of doing this. We had uh, our first video game episode. It was our second episode of our entire series, and we coined it "What versus What." Okay. Where Kyle had his what, I had my what, and we were going to compare our list. Uh, There's three of us now, Uh, so it's is it what versus what versus what. Yes. What? Okay. Yes. Um, so instead of doing five each, because we would be <laughs> here forever, we have, uh, we're going to share three of our favorite multiplayer video games or games that we played at sleepovers when we were growing up, um, whether that be when we were like six, seven, eight years old, or maybe even in college, because mm-hmm. you know, we had sleepovers then, right? 
We did. Yeah. So, or even later, who knows? Um, so we'll share uh, our list. We'll take turns. Uh, everyone will get three entries, and we'll talk about why that game resonates with us. Maybe a couple of memories associated with it. Um, the other two of us can chime in with you know some of our thoughts on that game if we want to, and uh, that's how it'll go. So, Chris, since you are our guest of honor today, we're going to put you in the player one spot. You're going to get to go first. Awesome. So, uh, what is you your fir- to- what is your first entry? Well, I think Kyle will know what I'm getting ready to say because Possibly. we play this one, this game a lot at night. Right. It's creepy. It is. It is not a multiplayer game, but it is Silent Hill 2 wow. on PlayStation 2. Wow. Not to interrupt you, but that brings up a great point, is these games don't necessarily have to be big multiplayer games. I think we think about that, and that's what lot comes to mind. But sometimes it was just as fun to play a single like journey, one person playing, and either rotate out with other people, right. or just watch and help as this is happening. Yes. Like, so it can be just as fun. It doesn't necessarily mean... They all have to be multiplayer games. Right. And thought about that, but that's a good point. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, talk, talk about uh, Silent uh, Hill 2. Do you want me to tell you what it's about or mainly just sure? Sure. Why I, I mean, like you, I've never I feel heard, like it's a game that a lot of people I think. I think play. Kyle's mentioned it once or twice, but I don't really know it. So, I mean, this is new for me. All right. Well, it's actually the second installment of there's, I think there's quite a few of them, but it was released in. September 24th, 2001, so it's like 19 years old, which okay. is crazy to think about. It is. Um, it, it talks about uh, a man named James. Uh, he gets a letter from his dead wife of three years to come and find her. So he goes, and he, find, he goes to this place called Silent Hill, which I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a minute, but it's, I got a couple cool... Uh, little um, fun facts about it but he sees some sketchy people they go into a town that is infested with monsters they go into an abandoned hospital which i don't know why you go into an abandoned hospital that was creepy though obviously Uh, you go in there you know for fun fun reasons Mm -hmm. clearly well if his wife is dead (laughs) hospitals i would check the funeral first or funeral home Hospital or the graveyard. That yeah. too. Probably. If she's been dead for three years, then you get a letter from her. That's sketchy already. Mm-hmm. Call the yeah, cops. It is. I mean, someone's trying to scam you. Yeah. Uh, or you know, a private eye. Get someone else to do it rather yes. than go exactly. Do it you, yeah. Someone's <laughs> more qualified. Call Ghostbusters. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, he also goes into a hotel and then uh, he sees these sketchy people, he sees them die. But the crazy thing about it is at the end, like, there's, like, six different endings to this one game. And uh, what you start off with is a radio that's kind of, that that works, and you hear white noise anytime a monster comes, and your only weapon is a two-by-four with a nail. Yes. Because you bring a two-by-four with a nail instead of your own. You don't have that in your car just in case? You don't have a spare two-by-four in, in the trunk of your car? Well, first of all, if I got a, a letter from my dead wife, I'm going to be bringing more than just a two-by-four. I don't know, man. That, that's a great, well, great if you go, weapon. If you go check Eric's trunk right now, there's a copy of Mean Girls, and then there's a two-by-four with a nail in it. My college diploma's <laughs> back there, too. That, too, yes. I mean, there's a lot of stuff back there, a lot of random stuff back there. I think the 64 is actually back there right now. There you go. There's no cords to it, but well, anyway. That's what, that, that's what you do. You challenge them to a game. Yeah, yeah. that's what you do. Let's go. Winner dies uh, or loser dies with a a nail in the head. 
Yeah, there you go. But um, the fun facts that I was telling you about is that I was listening to, shout out to Ashby, it was My Favorite Murder, and this town of Silent Hill is based off of a real town in Pennsylvania oh, that's actually been burning since 1962. They were having some people that were that were supposed to come over there, and they burned some trash, and it's a coal mining town, and the fire got into the mountain. So it's been on fire for... Why didn't we visit that place when we went to Pennsylvania three years ago? You planned that trip. I know. I should have had some... Look at I, I wish we had known about this. That would <laughs> have been our first Amish stop. people, and then go see a burning town. We wouldn't have gone to the uh, Bornstorm, you know, the baseball game. That's true. I mean, we would have gone to the burning town first. I mean... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I was actually reading about it, and all the, the people that, there's some people that still live there, they're tired of tourists coming and visiting them. Oh, we, we wouldn't be tourists. But we would have moved in. We would have just been this giant youth fan. Yeah. <laughs> We're not tourists. We're not tourists. We're just here, just hanging out, doing mission work, doing so God's what, work. <laughs> so what would happen if you walked outside and you saw those monsters just walking around? Well, we... That's what the two-by-fours exa- Well, one, that's what the two-by-fours are <laughs> there for. But here's the thing. You don't have to be the fastest person. You just have to be the faster than the slowest person. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or at least just have a, a, a strong enough shove that they are down, down on the ground long enough for you to get away. Well, another I, I've, thought, I've thought about the, this. So. <laughs> so another reason to have the two by four, just hit them in the knee. Yep. Now, Chris, you have, do you have a PlayStation now? Uh, I do. I've, I've had all the PlayStations. Well, that's something through. like, is there a current Silent Hill game now or like one that's been in the past few years? Well, like a remaster version of the original? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, well, I'm just thinking like, I'm I trying to convince Erica to let me get one. Well, I say that. She would be the one that's like, spend the money, get it, whatever, do whatever. I'm the one that talks myself out of it. But I'm just thinking of like me and Erica, like my wife is up late at night on the couch playing Silent Hill. Because it's her type of thing. Like, yeah. I come home, and that's what she's watching on TV. So it would fit right in for her. Well, truthfully, if I were you, um, you, you could still get a play- I would wait till the PlayStation 5 comes out. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot scarier games out there now that, than Silent Hill 2. I don't know. We may want to start think- really low and then work our way up. <laughs> yeah, I, because, I mean, to me, Silent Hill is still, Silent Hill 2 is the scariest one just because of, all the times that we played in the dark. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you have to play those games in the dark. Yes. At night. And I, I and one of the funny stories, I, I tell this story all the time. You remember the chicken story? I thought about it Whenever as soon as we- you started this. <laughs> you you, you want tell, me to tell yeah, this so story? So what is the chicken yes. story? All right. So at there was one night we were playing, and we closed the door, door turned off the lights. And I live out in the country I lived out in the country of Selma, so there was nothing around us except farmland. And we were playing, and all of a sudden, we heard this knocking on the bottom of my window. And it was, it, it, it was freaking out Kyle, which we're wasn't freaking game. me out. It's creepy as mess. You're hearing this noise, <laughs> these radio sounds, and now there's something knocking at your window that's like a foot or two from us. It's not like yeah. it's just some random thing. No, it's a noise. Somebody's knocking it, on the it, window. It, yep. And then, and it was freaking Kyle out bad. And I was laughing and I was just waiting. And then all of a sudden I heard the rooster crow. And because there used to be a rooster that lived on my front porch underneath my window. Nice. So I knew exactly what it was. So. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me about that. 
<laughs> Why would I? Absence of information. Yeah. Yes. You walk in the house and be like, by the way, there used to be a rooster that lives out you know, under my window, just, just in case. Just in case you hear a noise. It's not the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, And it's not the first time anything, any animal uh, incident has ever happened at my house with Kyle there. Right. No. <laughs> I will never ride a horse again, but that's a story for another day. Yes, that, that's another session. <laughs> so, uh, or sleep on a trampoline. No, that either. <laughs> Anything else about Silent Hill before we throw it to Eric? Oh, I get to go next? Yeah, you get to uh, go next. Nice. Uh, n- no, the only thing is, is uh, like I said, it wasn't a multiplayer game, so we just kept on passing the controller. And I remember me playing the majority of it because there was times when it was like me, you, Michael, and mm-hmm. Will. And they were, everyone was too freaked out to play it. Well, but. that's the thing is nobody was really arguing over who had the controls because it was just as creepy <laughs> for everybody. It's not like you did something yeah. that made something happen. Like, you're all experiencing this together. You're just the one walking down the hallway. Right. So, I don't know. Right. Cool. Mr. Creech. Yes, sir. What's your first pick? All right. So, I'm getting this out of the way quickly because I'm sure it's on everyone's list. If not, then I have questions about... I tried to skip some that were obvious just because I knew. Yeah. But And we've I actually talked about this one on, on our second episode. Okay. Uh, my first selection is GoldenEye 64. I left it off my list. Nice. Good because for you. Because I knew. Yep. I did too. Nice. Because you knew it would be something yes. I would pick. Thank you. Yep. Um, but that was the go-to sleepover multiplayer video game for me and my crowd growing up. Um, we would, you know, there's, you know, depending on how many people were there, we'd uh, have turns, you know, if you were least amount of kills, you'd slide out or whatever. Um, but we would... Put on Goldeneye. Uh, we would, you know, do a random selection, but we had the maps memorized at that point because we played it so much. The only rule we had was you could not pick odd job. And that's a rule for, like, the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was even listening yeah. to another podcast the other day, and I don't remember who it was. I think it may have been the New Day, but they were talking about a guy and how he, the only way he would ever win was he was odd job every yeah. time. Well, and for those of you who are not familiar with Goldeneye, first of all, go get familiar with it. But secondly... Yes. Odd job was a short character. So your normal heighted players, you know, everyone else was the same size or taller. Um, there was a couple of really tall players in the um, game, but you know, your characters were all around the same height. But odd job was so short. So when you'd aim normally, you'd miss. You'd have to adjust your aim, and odd job wouldn't have to do that because he'd just shoot you in the gut a million times. So it gave the player who picked odd job an unfair advantage. So that was a universal rule. If you pick odd job, you don't get to play until you, you know, renounce your odd job picking ways. I just felt like yeah, odd yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I remember when we had the Joe Davis Classic, uh, the very first one. Um, we had it at my house, and the '64 was our system that year. And Kyle picked odd job, and we all fussed at him. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> because you've got to realize there's a level of everybody else that's you know, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see where my hand is. There's a level where you guys are at Goldeneye, where you're just great players. Here's where I am at my skills for Goldeneye. So odd job at least brings me up to maybe your shins. No. So maybe no. I have a chance. <laughs> no. Let's talk about who's who won, who lost. I did. Yes, I lost. You with did. Odd job. You did. I know, but it was so, still controversial to say the least. Hey. Um, that was not the yeah, only game we played that night, but no. uh, we had no odd job, um, and we would switch out the the weapons mode. So you'd have Proximity mines, mm-hmm. or you'd have rocket launchers. If you really wanted to do something stupid, you'd do slappers, slappers only, only. Where you didn't have guns, you would just go there and start slapping people as hard, you know, as much as you can to knock them out. Um, 
we would uh, there would be body armor set up in uh, different places, and depending on where the map was. And we also had another rule: you couldn't camp the body armor. You can go pick it up, but you can't stay there and camp it, because um, again, that would be an unfair advantage. And um, uh, did you break that rule too? I felt like you. I feel I like mean, you broke all the rules. When we I'll be honest, Goldeneye. I didn't even know there was there was body armor in Goldeneye. Okay, fair enough. So. Fair enough. Um, but just a super you know, fun game. Um, we would, uh, like I said, we would just have these marathon matches where we would have uh, we would have time limits, or we'd have first of this many kills. Uh, we could do teams two v two. If you had cheats on, you could uh, turn like the the uh, they said the DK head, so it's like the Donkey Kong mm-hmm. style large heads. Yep. Um, we turned paintball mode on, so when you shot a wall, it would be paint. Um, or when you shot anything, it would explode as paint on their bodies or whatever. Um, so, like, the blood would look, like, red, but it also had, like, bits of yellow and orange and stuff. <laughs> um, just a super fun game. Do you use the Game Shark? Uh, yes. Uh, we, we, we'd have, we'd, uh, not, for the, not for this, but I had a Game Shark, so I'd uploaded all the, you know, different cheats on there that you could bypass, like, all the things you had to do to unlock levels and go ahead and have all the levels unlocked, all the players unlocked, um, all the different fun things, all the different modes unlocked. So, Game Shark was where is that? Where it was at for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Chris, but, uh, did you have a Nintendo sixty four? <clears throat> I did. So, yeah. I did. A Nintendo. I got it as soon as it came out. I uh, my aunt worked for Walmart, so she had a uh, or. I had a look, I had a little in on getting getting so she it. Didn't so fight she would get it. And she she, she didn't have to fight anyone. She just took it off the shelf before they even put it on there. Yes, she took it off the, like the pallet exactly. Chat. And yes. she worked. Yeah, and she was wor- she uh, she worked in receiving, so that oh, there you go. So absolutely. <laughs> so here's one for Chris. Here's five more to sell on the market. Yes. So um, the way I split my games up were uh, by category, and I had different first person shooter games uh, as an option in. You know, there's so many different options you can go with. Some of y'all might even pick some of them, but for me, Goldeneye was the top. So that was my first selection. Kyle, your first selection, sir. Well, I'll make one note, too. The reason I asked you about Nintendo 64 is I didn't have one, and so I only played that when I went to friends' houses. So that explains one why I wasn't any good, but it still was the game you wanted to play. Like, even not being able to play well, you knew you wanted to play it. Um, we'll go over our social media shout-outs later, but I feel like that was a repetitive one that when you think of a sleepover, especially at our age, we're all about the same age, you know, together. Uh, any of the times we would go spend the night, like, that's a number one game. And plus, it was one of the first games ever yeah. because of the console that you could have all four friends mm-hmm. playing at one point. Um, I know there were other games available, but it's the first one that you could all interact in that type of way, you know, versus now. I'm not up to date on all the shooting games and stuff, but there's so much more now and bigger. And you can do it online. Online, now. on your yeah. cell phones. There's so much more you can do. But for us, that was a whole new world. Nope. Yeah, and that was the original uh, get mad at your friend whenever they screen peek. Yes. yes. So I'll go ahead now. Uh, I had a PlayStation growing up. So that was from a Sega to a PlayStation was my biggest thing. So I'm picking one that I thought about today. It's Twisted Metal 2. Okay. Did you ever play Twisted Metal? I played Metal? Twisted Metal 2. I, I, had, uh, I didn't have it. I rented it for the PlayStation. Did you ever play it, Chris? Yep. I was the, uh, ice, the ice cream truck. Yes. Yes. So just a quick synopsis <laughs> in case you have no clue what I'm talking about. In concept, Twisted Metal 2 is a demolition derby which permits the usage of ballistic projectiles. Players choose a vehicle and an arena or a series of arenas in story mode to engage in battle with opposing drivers. A variety of weapons are obtainable by pickups scattered throughout the stage. The objective of the game is to be the last remaining player. Uh, there was a two-player mode that, or a dual mode 
makes a return for twisted first twisted metal, which was in the first one. Blah blah. Brought the second one, and a cooperative mode allows players to fight throughout the tournament with a teammate. However, there is no ending in the game uh, if it's completed with a cooperative mode. Uh, for me, this is the first game I ever had that had cars in it. Uh, so I didn't include it on my list because on our previous you know video game list, I talked about Need for Speed. Uh, that is a big one I remember playing a lot with, but this is the first one that I ever owned that was a car game. Uh, all your characters were in vehicles of some sort. The cool thing was there were a variety of vehicles, and they did give you like a little page with the description about the driver, you know, his history, his background, all the stuff with it. Uh, I didn't write them all out, but I just kind of gave you a, a quick idea. There were some sports cars in there. There was a police car, a Hummer, a motorcycle with like the side cart. Uh, there was a tractor. As Chris mentioned, they're the most famous one from this video game series is an ice cream truck that was driven by like this crazy clown. And <laughs> on top of it was like a bouncy, springy ball head that head was on fire, like hair was on fire as it drove around. Uh, I saw online that somebody's made one of those in real life where it's like literally looks like the thing. I'd love to build one of those, but I probably can't. Uh, the most random character is named as Axel. Uh, Axel was pretty much a guy that stood on a platform between these two giant <laughs> wheels. There's a giant wheel on each side of him that were taller than he was. And as he's like holding him, flying around, full body exposed, and he's got two rocket launchers like on his shoulders. So you've got cars, you got tractors, and you got this man just like riding wheels around. It's pretty much like uh, one of the uh, what's it called now? Um, I'm really showing my age, but hoverboards. Ah, like a hoverboard, but with giant monster truck tires and rocket launchers. So we might could make one of those. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, would Jasper be a pro at the hoverboard with the monster truck tires? I feel like he no, would. He, no, no, we don't. We don't do the hoverboard thing. Probably for He's, the best. He just learned how to do it. Yeah, he learned how to do it by just learned how to ride a bicycle. So it's probably for the best. I feel like he'd yeah. be fun to watch, though. Like I feel like he'd be fun to watch play this game because oh, he's a lot he, like you were growing up, where he's super hyper. Mm-hmm. Like he's just fun to it, be in a room with. You should watch him play video games. Like he like I I see a spitting image of myself whenever I do that, and he'll get so mad whenever he loses or something, mm-hmm. and I. And, and I have to be like, can't do that. And, but in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I'd be doing the exact same sure. thing. But that's the first game, too, uh, to bring it back around to finish that one up. Uh, it was one of the first games I had that you could do for, like, multiple players playing together. Sure, it was on PlayStation. She only had two people. But I remember, you know, my cousin Lewis had it on his PlayStation. So that's what got me to want it whenever I got a PlayStation. But I remember we'd spend hours because it was almost, like, in a free-for-all, you know, same way like Tony Hawk, you can just kind of skate around. There's nothing necessarily limiting you to having to do certain things. In this, there's free reign where you're just driving around on the streets in the different areas. There's different ways just to drive around. And you're obviously, if you're fighting people, you're trying to destroy their vehicles. But at the same time, it's not like you're on some certain track you're having to race or something. So I remember him, like, I pulled it, like, he would be a sports car and I'd be a police officer. And for some reason, we thought it was fun just for me to pull him over. Like, that's how. <laughs> like lame we were but like he'd be driving and i'd pull him over but uh either way it's a fun game i would love to play it again i, I think they've done some updated versions throughout the years uh I, not necessarily super updated but i definitely would recommend it if you can go back and like the graphics don't kill you i would you know the game is an awesome one choice nice chris yeah. what is your second option all right number two this is this was a multiplayer game it is 
Guitar Hero. Oh, that's a good choice. That's a very good choice. Yeah, this was. I, I'm talking about like the original Guitar Hero yes, before, like, before Rock Band rock and all the band. different instruments. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, it was the. I got the very first one um, from a friend for my birthday, and what's crazy is that it was released in November eighth of two thousand five. Wow. I thought it was a lot older than that. But um, that makes sense, though, I guess. Like thinking yeah. back about, you know, because we graduated that year. So, I mean, I've yeah, it came out after I graduated. So, yeah. But I, um, I always thought it was cool because I always wanted to play the guitar, even though I learned how to play the piano first. And I was just like, well, I've spent this much time on the piano. Might as well just play a video game that, with the guitar. Right. But, um, but I really wish that I still had it. But I hated it whenever the like the HD TVs came out because you had to start calibrating, mm-hmm. and I was, and I don't know about y'all, but I was terrible at calibrating it, and so I would keep, go back to my old tube uh, TV and and play it. But uh, talking about that, um, y'all y'all played it before, I must. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite songs? I was going to ask you what your favorite song was. I don't know if my, um I don't remember. The particular songs on that game, and it, this might have even been on Rock Band, but my favorite song to play was um, "Cold to Personality" by um, In Living Color. Okay, my favorite song was it was actually on Guitar Hero Three. It's uh, "Talk Dirty to Me" by Poison. Nice. <laughs> and shout out, and also looking back, remember Kyle that we went to see Poison. I do in concert. That was a very last-minute <laughs> thing where Chris is just like, hey, I have tickets for Poison and Kiss tonight. You want to go? And I was like, well, sure. I guess. He's like, they're actually seats. We're not on the lawn. So that will be a first for me. So let's go. Sure. So played everything Rose had Thorn, and I, I felt good about that because I knew <laughs> that one. And uh, I was like, before long, Gene and that was Simmons actually... is going to be in the ceiling, like splitting blood. I know that. I'm ready for that. So wow. and that was, was the second time, time we I actually saw Kiss. Saw Kiss. Yeah, second or third. It yeah, was yeah. the se- second with us. Yeah. yeah. But- so... But go also talking about the game, like, um, one of my favorite games, though, for Guitar Hero was Guitar Hero 80s version, because I just love the 80s music, but every right. time they had, they, had the song, they had the song Police Truck by Dead Kennedys, and mm-hmm. every time I played it, I thought of uh, Tony Hawk's skater. I can see that. First skater. I'll say as a person that is a guitar player, that game was very frustrating to me, <laughs> because... <laughs> What you're used to doing with your hands, you don't necessarily do with your mm-hmm. hands. So there's a lot of buttons that you're constantly pressing where your fingers typically wouldn't do, like be in that area for that. It's like especially if you knew the song, that was the problem. If you knew how to play the song on guitar, there's just muscle memory that's trying to do things that just ruin you. So I was better like trying to play drums or something else as that came along, but I was never that. I mean, I wasn't bad. I mean, you kind of. Like, figure out what you got to tweak out and make it work. But I just wasn't like, – I loved to play it. It was fun. Right. But there was just that, that obstacle I had to overcome. I found out that I was not a drummer either in real life or on a video game. <laughs> I cannot keep a beat to save my life. Now on the guitar and mm. all the other instruments, uh, I was great. Uh, I sang uh, Call Me by Blondie for, like, mm-hmm. the, for the rock band. Oh, yeah. And actually hit those notes and like not hit them well, but – Good enough for the uh, for the thing. And it's like, oh, he's in the range. And it's like, yeah, okay, I feel really accomplished. <laughs> call me. <laughs> the funny thing now. It, call me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the funny thing now is that with that game, 
uh, I think it's called Guitar Hero Live or something, mm-hmm. where if you're doing bad, they'll boo you. Yes. And, and, they'll, and they'll cut the game off mm-hmm. if, the, if you get so bad. They, they, had, that in that the, they had that in the Rock Band yeah, games, rock too, because yeah, yeah. like, if you oh, were yeah. bad, they would boo you. And, if and they you, would just stop. If you would like, continue to be bad, they'd cut you off and say, hey, sorry, you're, you're, you're off. There's Bye. a scale on the side of, like, you better do better yeah. or we're shutting this off. Yep, sorry. We're going on stage and you know, giving everyone their money back, and you're not getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's cool. Have you ever, uh, if you ever get a chance, this is the last part I'll say mm-hmm. about this no, you're game. You're good. Go, go on YouTube and watch the guys that can play through the fire and flames on expert level. Brandon Evans used to be able to do it. I don't know if it was expert. He did it on one because Brandon had it set up in his house. And so that's where I played it most. I never owned it, but I always played it at Brandon's because he lived close to me. And I remember that was his goal. Like, And I feel like it was back then there was random videos that he would be able to show me. I don't remember where he was watching it at, but... He, that was his thing is he would sit there all day and figure out how to play that song and at least get through it. Maybe not like a great score, or the best absolute score, but he'd at least get through it where they like cheered him somewhat at the end and, and blew him off. But most, most of the, most of that game or that, that, that last part of the game mm-hmm. is all hammers. So you're not even strumming. Right. If, yeah. you, if you can get your, if you, if you can get your, your hammer going and your, and not stop your fingers and you'll be able to finish it. And Brandon was a drummer, too. So a lot of those games are just rhythm, and especially different rhythm yeah. with your different hands. So I feel like being a drummer comes a lot into play with doing that. Right. So my turn for number two. That's my turn. Oh, I yeah, that's I, right. I, I, go, second. I go after Chris. I'm player. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, so my second option, uh, like I said, I split my uh, choices into genres. So okay. you had the, um, for the first option, you had the first-person shooter game. Mm-hmm. This is a fighting game. Okay. Okay. And for fighting games, I had a lot of different options. I thought about including the wrestling games uh, because I had a lot of stories, but I talked about those on the first episode. I didn't want to have a lot of repeats from the first video game episode we did. So I went a little old school. This is mostly not like a group sleepover, but just like if you're spending the night at a buddy's house, mm-hmm. you know, only two players. Uh, Street Fighter 2. Great choice. Um, you know, and like I know Mortal Kombat was kind of in contention there, but I was just more familiar with Street Fighter 2. And we would go up against each other. You know, we would, you know, eight people to choose from. Um, Twelve if you had unlocked everything or if you had like the Hyper Fighting Edition or the Super Street Fighter 2 Edition or whatever. There's so many different re-releases of that game. I don't even, can't even keep up with all of them. Um, and yeah, we would go up against each other and we'd have like, be- like little tournaments and best of whatever. But the real trick was beating the game on expert, and we would take turns. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would die against an opponent, then you would have the next turn. And you would pick your fighter, and if you, as long as you kept winning, you kept playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would stay up late, and, you know, we'd get to the final four bosses. You had Balrog, you had Vega, you had um, uh, Saget, and you had M. Bison. And th- those were the four unlockable bosses or whatever. And usually Balrog, he was the boxer. Uh, he wasn't that hard to beat, but then you got the Vega who could climb on walls and they would do these little flips and, and he had the little call for the hand and he was just ridiculous. But, you know, we can burn a few lives on him. And then we get to Saget, who was just tall, had an eye patch. Um, he had the uh, tiger uppercut. And, um, and he In my mind, though, you just sang Saget on thinking about it's just like Bob, Bob Saget, Saget yeah. like fighting <laughs> you <laughs> that's like a duster <laughs> and a vacuum yes. cleaner. He's just beating the mess out of you with a vacuum cleaner. Honestly, that's what it felt like. Mm. Um, and then we, like, he honestly was the hardest guy in the game. Like, we got the bison, and bison was difficult, but he wasn't that difficult, like, because we had already seen everything at that point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so whoever was staying the night with you or, who, or whoever's house you would stay at, you would stay up as, you know, 
all night if you had to to beat that game. And then you would try to beat it with like a different character each time because each character had a different ending. So like I don't remember all the endings off the hand, but like I know like one of the characters was mourning the loss of their son and like won that tournament for them. And one character went back to like their home and um, like I probably need to look up all the endings. So I don't think we ever got every single one of the, the special endings. But um, that was that was big, you know, trying to unlock all the different endings to see how each character's um, story ended after they won the Street Fighter Two tournament. So uh, that was my option. Do y'all have any stories? Who's your go-to character? Um, I had a couple. Um, you know, if I wanted to just take it easy, it would be E Honda because you would spam Y and do the thousand uh, thousand slap, you know, or thousand year slap or whatever. And then if you hit L and R, you would do a flying headbutt. And those were easy like combos to remember because some of these combos were like ridiculous. Like you had to go up, down, left, whatever. Mm-hmm. But those were easy for me to remember. But I also um, so I liked him. He was easy um, to move around. Chun Li was another one who was re- easy to use because she had a similar move with her lightning kicks, and she was a little uh, lighter, so she could move around a little easier than the big sumo guy from Japan. Mm-hmm. But if the stars aligned correctly, and I was able to you know, get a little work in. And even now, like if you give me like an hour, mm-hmm. Zangief, who was the big Soviet Union Russian wrestler mm-hmm. who was big and slow, but if he got his hands on you, he would do a lot of damage. Um, he had like this amazing like jumping sit out power bomb, or, mm-hmm. um, you know, he would swing his arms around and clothesline you. Uh, he was a lot of fun, but he was really difficult because um, again, he was so slow. But if you, knew what you were doing with him, he was very hard to beat as long as you were able to get your hands on your opponent. Mm. So, uh, do y'all have a, uh, a, a yeah. go-to? Chris, did you play? Mine, mine was, mine was the, I forgot what his name is, but the Indian guy that Dalsum. stretches arms. Dalsum. Dalsum. Yes. Yes. And he would uh, yeah, have the, he would a brief fire and he could, yeah. And he, he was good for reach too because, again, he had those long, stretchy arms. <laughs> and And that's how I even play, like, uh, games now, like fighting games or even first-person shooters. I'm a, a I'm a distance. Yeah, you're person. not up close. You're a, you're a sniper. You know, snipe them off from a distance. So yeah, playing Ninja Turtles, you're Donatello. So you yes, you have the long yeah. long reach. And Donatello is actually my favorite Ninja Turtle. So nice. there you go. Very nice. I'm realizing that the more I'm hearing you talk about it, Eric, the more of these people's names I made up as a child, <laughs> where I was playing this game and like. <laughs> reading the name the best I could and pronouncing it and saying things mm-hmm. where I didn't like every time you're mentioning somebody, I automatically know who you're talking about, but I was thinking it was slightly different. Where it was just, like, that's not the guy. I, that's not how I pronounced his name. Who's the green guy? Uh, Blanca. Okay. So I was right. Blanca in my mind. I was like, okay. So Blanca was one of my choices. Uh, and then I always, I grew up, you know, obviously a big Ninja Turtle fan. So I always just liked, this you know ninja or karate looking people. So you so went with Ken, either Ken or Ryu uh, or yeah, Ryu. I, I usually use Ryu because I just like this Hadouken. Like sure you can. <laughs> so <laughs> like those are my main to go to people. But it's the same way. Like you get in a habit once you're playing. It's been so long since I've played, but you do figure out these certain moves that you can do great with certain people mm-hmm. that you can just kill everybody. Like if you're constantly good at it and you're just having a friend over right. that hasn't played it all the time, it's cheating. Yes. Like odd job, no, it's not. And those, it's not. Hey, if you can't ca- bring, if you can't bring the heat, stay out of the kitchen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and those two characters are terrible on the new, uh, new Super Smash Brothers. Are they? Are they? Because they're yeah, yeah. Ken and Ryu are. I, I, I do not like playing with them. Yeah. 
I might have people say, no, they're great, but no, yeah. I, I, I can't play with I them. owned that game briefly. Um, I didn't unlock everybody. Um, I'm trying to think who my go. I mean, I'm always a big Donkey Kong person, regardless of what the game is. If he's in that character, I'm going to go f- for him just because I'm a, just a fan of his. But his fighting style is terrible. I'm trying to think who I yeah. really enjoyed. I, I got really good with the Pokemon trainer on that game. Um, you know, oh, yeah. spamming, you know, with, between Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Charizard and having three different choices of Pokemon. Um, that was kind of fun. So, uh, yeah. Kyle, your number two selection. Okay. As you me. hide your face with your paper. Yes. And I think I, I let you have, if you're going with what's the going your number two, yes. I'll, all I ask is that you spell cart correctly. Oh, I was just quickly typing things. Well, you spelled it so incorrect. It's, it's with a K. Yes. Yeah. So I was doing this while I was working. Uh, for me, this is if you've got 007, mm-hmm. then this is the other one. It's Mario Kart for 64 and Nintendo 64. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. It's the same way. I didn't own a Nintendo 64, but if you had a group of friends that were all at one place, that was always one of the go to games so that you could all play together. Yes. And it's not, so you're not on team. So each person individually is your own person. Yes. Uh, so for me, you know, I don't feel like you really have to explain it. It's just you're, there's a variety of Mario World characters. That are all racing pretty much go karts. Yes. Uh, and as you're racing around these crazy tracks, there's a variety of tracks and different obstacles that you'll face on those. But then you have different like things you can pick up along the way. Like you can throw uh, turtles, you can drop banana peels, you can drop a trail of banana peels. Uh, I know there's the one the same way like Mario would, where you, all of a sudden you get like the star or whatever. The, the invincibility star, which gives you a boost and makes you impervious to damage. Yes. You can pick up mushrooms. Yes. Uh, to give you a boost. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Fantastic game. So that was also. Get those in, go ahead. You wait, Chris. Uh, you and, but you don't get those uh, those good ones in in, in the back of the pack. No, that's true. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're in the front, you're getting like coins, or you're getting like yep. a banana or something. Um, Mario Kart 64 was actually the debut of the infamous blue shell, mm-hmm. um, where if you're like at the back of the pack, you could send out the blue shell, and it would target whoever's in first place. Yes. And that was, you know, not to steal your thunder no, here, no, but no, by all means, but. That would make me so mad. Like, I'd be leading the race the entire track. And then on the last half lap, someone would get a blue shell sent it, and it would knock me out of first place, and I'd finish, like, in fifth. Like, every – like, it would never fail. And like, I feel like when you race against the the, uh, the game itself or the computer or the AI, they set it up on purpose like that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can be winning the entire time, and then all of a sudden, blue shell hits you. And all the people that you were so far ahead of – they just suddenly got a boost, and now the, now you're in seventh place out of eight. Well, you get, you get a strategy with that. I found out with you, you stay in second. It, like the re- <laughs> well, well, what I do is I'll I'll keep looking whenever I'm driving. I'll look behind me, mm-hmm. and if there's people coming, I'll stop. Yes. because the explosion hits we'll, we'll everyone. Hit them too. Yes, absolutely. That's a good call. So, uh, for me, the like. I don't think there's so much to talk about. Like, I feel like if you know about this, you know about it, especially for, for this topic, talking about a sleepover, you know, having your friends over and all playing a video game together. It's just a go-to. And even as we were talking about, like, as we were young, when this first came out, it was a big hit. But this is a game that even as we were in high school and college, like, if you still all got together with new platforms and everything out, you still would, like, put those aside and plug in your Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. and redo it. It's still, like, the graphics, sure, haven't, they're not as amazing as what they once were in your mind. But it still it doesn't ruin it. You can still enjoy the game, still play it together, uh, and just have a great time with it. There's something about like the I guess the nostalgic goggles mm-hmm. that we we have when we come to games like this that 
no matter how many remakes or new games they put out, I mean, I know Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is on the Switch, and it's a really fun game, but I still prefer Mario Kart 64. It's simpler. There's eight ra- people to choose from. Um, you, you know, there's only 16 tracks. You're not trying to, I mean, you're just unlocking, like, different cups or different difficulties, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's simpler, and it's, you know, it still stands the test of time. Same way with Goldeneye. The graphics on Goldeneye now are god-awful, but it's, <laughs> it's familiar, it's some. It's a simple system. You can learn how to. Anyone can learn how to play it easily mm-hmm. um, by picking up a controller. You can. You hold the controller, the joystick. You know, shootings on the back. Um, you switch guns by pressing A and whatever. And it's it's just a simple setup. And I feel like a lot of current games, um, they really try not to cater to the casual gamer. I think they're trying to cater to a lot of the hardcore gamers, which is why it's hard for me to get into current video games now. Um, but that's well, it. I do like the, I do like the new one though because you can set it up to where it's auto or auto acceleration and auto turn. So I get to play with Jasper a lot without him getting frustrated. Oh, nice! That's good. I can that see is, that. See, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Because there was a time before I figured that out, and I was just destroying him because I mean he's six and I'm thirty-three. So. He's, he's got to <laughs> learn though. You got to yeah. teach him. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't let him win. Yeah, no, no, no. he's got to learn how to win with grace and lose oh, yeah. with dignity. So. Yeah. <laughs> so last question with that is, same way we talk about Street Fighter, who's your go-to? I feel like everybody had a go-to character. All right, so I had two. I know um, one of them, at least. One of them is Donkey Kong, obviously. Mm-hmm. And in Donkey Kong, in the uh, racing games, was he was a bigger guy, so he had like top speed but very poor acceleration. So if he would ever get hit by something, it took him a while to build up his speed. But when he was at top speed, he was faster than everybody. But again, with all the shells and and um, and bananas and stuff out there, you would hit, probably hit something. So it would be a little more difficult to get up to that top speed. Um, my other go-to was Toad. And the reason uh, Toad, um, in the original uh, Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, my go-to guy was Koopa Troopa. Um, he was just the easiest to handle. He had good acceleration. He had decent speed, and just a, he was a fun character. Um, but he was not included in Mario Kart 64. He was replaced by Wario. So Toad was the next best um, person. Um, so again, he had easy control, easy, um, good acceleration, decent speed, and just he was just a guy that you would like. I think they kind of um, like classified all the players like um, Princess Peach, Yoshi, and Toad were like. Your easy racers, like if you've never played before, you pick those guys. Mario and Luigi were like for your medium, you know, difficulty, and then the big guys were your hard difficulty. So Toad was just he's easy to pick up and go, no matter what game he, system you're on. So, how about you, Chris? Yeah, my mine mine was Toad. Yeah, Toad was just because I thought I I didn't want to go with the regular, mm. re- the normal people. So yeah, I feel like I was I would go with the regular. But not your typical. My always and almost it's like this with any game. Even now, if you play like a Mario character type thing, it's either Luigi or Yoshi. Uh, for me, even the Mario video games growing up, I never was so much a Mario fan as much as I was a Luigi fan. And I don't know if it's yeah, the fact that way. I was tall, and so I was like I related to a taller character. Also, I just like the color green, and I think that had a lot to do with. It. I remember liking <laughs> Yoshi, like being, you know. Just that whole new world on you know when you started playing that on Nintendo and having Yoshi where you ride him around stuff, so I just like the idea of those guys as characters. Yeah. Uh, but those were just my always go to. But I really think it's just a color thing. While while we're on the subject, give Waluigi his own video game. You cowards! Yes. 
Quit putting it all. Yes. <laughs> At least make him a playable character in Smash. <laughs> but uh, but he is a play. Or no, he's not. No, no. he he's a playable character in uh, Mario Tennis. Yes. He, yeah. Pl- yeah. Well, that's the, like there's actually a theory going around saying Waluigi only shows up in like these fun activities like go kart racing, tennis, baseball, soccer, but he doesn't show up in any of the fighting games or any of the adventure games because he just wants to have fun with his friends. I'll take that. <laughs> but uh. I know we were talking about uh, Mario Kart, but did y'all, for the 64, but did y'all ever play the Banjo and Kazooie? Uh-huh. I, I'm familiar with Banjo and Kazooie, yes. Uh-huh. It, it was that, that, that racing game. I, 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 people claim that it is better than six, the Mario Kart, and I do not agree. Um, people say agree. that about Diddy Kong Racing. Mm. Um, and, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Too. Yeah, and I, I like Diddy Kong Racing, but it's just once you've played Mario Kart, it's, it has a certain style, and I just could not adapt to the style of Diddy Kong Racing. So it, but they had planes yeah. and boats in Diddy Kong Racing. I think Banjo was a playable character oh. in Diddy Kong Racing, actually. Before he oh. met Kazooie. Before he met Kia. Yeah. Um, Conquer. Um, <laughs> you know, the, he had the, the fox who has a foul mouth and an, an M-rated video game on 64, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, um, or, B, or BFD for short, and you figure that out. Um, he, yeah. was a, he was a play, playable <laughs> character. In uh, Diddy Kong Racing, I think this is before he, um, you know, went and broke bad. So, well, they this is also whenever you were talking about '64, they also had a South Park game for '64, which, <laughs> which nice. was a terrible game. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume that's not your number three choice, Chris. Yes. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your number so, three choice? So my num- my number three choice is one that may surprise surprise y'all because mm-hmm. you know i'm a playstation nintendo guy yes but in college we had a bunch of guys that played halo i knew it the, and there the cool thing was is like i never i played a little bit of the story but we mainly played multiplayer because that's i, I believe halo affected the multiplayer like you know, you had Golden Eye, and then you mm-hmm. had a few, and then Halo went, and then they did the mass multiplayer, and um, it took it to another level. Was, mm-hmm. It did because you could actually connect the uh, the Xboxes together, and mm-hmm. we had like 15, 15 of us guys playing. On four and there was Xboxes. one time, mm-hmm. yeah, there was there was one time we were, I think it was it was in college. I was with Campus Crusade for Christ, and there was like fifteen of us that went and played. From 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. and just non nonstop. Imagine doing that and now. <laughs> I feel like if I had a, the right food around me, the right food and the right caffeine, and 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 we ha- you had to have you have to have the right crowd too. Yeah, that's true. The ones that that are ready for it. But I remember my call sign, and everyone hated it. It was Mariposa, because who wants to be killed by a butterfly? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I never got into Halo as much, but it's, it's one of those things that I picked the games that I was good at or I really liked, and I really invested time playing those. So Tony Hawk Pro Skater, every year that it came out was the one I chose, and then every year, every Need for Speed game that came out. So I got really good at car games, and I got really good at like Tony Hawk or skateboard-type games, and some sports games, but I just never, same way I didn't master 007, I did, definitely did not master Halo. Where it's the same way I didn't play it often. So when I played it, I was already playing as people that played it nonstop. And they were never like, yeah. oh, here, let's let you learn. They're like, no, you learn as you go. You, like, you learn as you die. Like, yeah. let's just kill you the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Th- and that's, and that's what I did is like, I was never good at it. Mm-hmm. So I was always, 
I was always the decoy or the bait, like mm-hmm. that was just trying to mess up, mess up and distract while everyone else was. That's what I turned into. Playing. Yeah, I'm the guy that <laughs> randomly runs around and does the dumb things that are, you know, the obvious things you wouldn't want to do. Right. And with I the shotgun. Yeah, I just do the random stupid things. <laughs> I I missed the boat on Halo. Um, Halo came out for the oh, Xbox. Yeah. I had a PS2, and by the time I got into the uh, the Xbox family with, with the 360, I just had already missed. You know the big deal. I, I kind of compare it to Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like I know Fortnite's yeah. really big and popular, but the one, two or three times I tried to play it, I couldn't figure out what to do. So and yeah. Halo was the same way. Like I just I couldn't figure it out, and there was no like forgiveness. You know, if you were first time no. newbie, you like you said, you learned as you died, and well, I died a few times. Like okay, well, I'm tired of this. I'm gonna go play like Shrek or something for the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> and when it, when you and when you talk about Fortnite, I mean that is a huge learning curve. It yes. is. Like trying to sh- I mean, I was having a hard time or I've never played it, but like I have a hard time shooting anyway, but shooting and building at the same mm-hmm. time. I'm like, yeah. No. Come on now. Well, that's the thing like in, in any kind of first person shooter, your first instinct is to shoot. In Fortnite, it should be to build. But mm-hmm. you don't know that going in. So, you know, I was like, why, why am I building stuff? And I still don't understand why I'm building stuff. I will stuff. say, though, it's entertaining. <laughs> like, I've, I went to Bobby's house one time, and I think we were eating or something at his house, but he had just gotten the Xbox again, and so he was playing it. Literally, he had a, a chair from his kitchen in the middle of his living room, sitting on it, just watching the screen by himself. And there was at least three or four of us that just sat around him for well over an hour just watching him play. Yeah. And he wasn't that great at it, but the fact of just being a part of it, like the same way I was back in the day, with a single user, like you just sat and watched because it was entertaining. You're like, what's going to happen now? Wait, Bob, it's narrowing in. Run, run, run. Like everybody just screaming at Bob. A bunch of 30 year olds just getting all excited. But like, it's awesome. It's one of those fun things. So I don't know. It's just cool how yeah, it, it extends through generations for us. And that's how my wife is now. I play Red Dead Redemption 2 on mm-hmm. PlayStation. And she, sometimes she's just like sitting there to watch the story mm-hmm. rather than just, just playing. I mean, that's kind of what I would be like now. Like, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily like say I love video games now, but if you get someone who's just playing, I don't mind watching them play. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm okay, especially if they're really skilled at something or not. I mean, if it's just entertaining, I'd rather watch than play at this point. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Well, you um, just wait till Tony Hawk's Pro Skater comes out on that PlayStation. I will watch you, you do watch all, all, all the uh, whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. Tricks. Yes, all the well, tricks. Well, the, the, and that's what I did every time that we I went to stay at Kyle's house. Mm-hmm. Like we would pl- we'd play the horse, mm-hmm. and he would go on these hu- these huge uh, combos, and I would just be sitting there for like five minutes. I was like, like when is it my turn? <laughs> See, that's how I felt playing uh, 007 with everybody. It's like, what's happening here? <laughs> you, but you had a turn, so it was well, not very good. That's at true. That's true. All right. So uh, that was your number three selection, Halo. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good Halo. choice. My number three selection, I've got some honorable mentions because, again, broke them down the genres, mm-hmm. but we only had three selections. So I was trying to decide, do I want to go through like a sports mm-hmm. or if I want to go through like a, uh, a co-op mm-hmm. um, or if I wanted to just do a big fun party game. And I think I'm going to go with the party game okay. for my third s- selection. And you leave my other two for the honorable mentions or maybe you'll mention one of them. Uh, my third selection is Mario Party for the Nintendo 64. And I did not own this game. Trent Lasseter owned this game. And we would pull out the 64 back in 04, 05, Mm -hmm. 06. And we would play this um, 
Mario, uh, Mario Party where you would pick a character and you're like basically on a board game mm-hmm. trying to get like enough stars or whatever or the first one to get the five stars or three stars or mm-hmm. and you could do like 50 turns or you can do like 30 turns or 10 turns and whoever has the most at the end of the game and th- these games would go on forever but the thing that's like most memorable was in the first Mario Party game there was a game I don't even know what the game was but it would require you to use your hand to move the joystick yes. around in a circle and you would rub yep. the skin mm-hmm. on the palm of your hand like raw mm-hmm. to the point where, like you would have blisters show up it was so bad they took it out like that um, technique out of all the future Mario Party games, so you wouldn't destroy your hands. But for that first one, you're moving it in a circle like this, trying to get your character to do something. And it, it was not just for one game; it was like for several different games. That was the strat that you had to do, and it would just destroy your hands. But we still loved it, and it would destroy the controller. Too. Yes, I'm it sure. would. It would destroy the joystick <laughs> on the controller as well. Um, but uh, those were just very memorable times. I mean, we would have like a group of like 10 people over there and like four people would be doing that and the other six would be like hanging out watching or they would be um, in the kitchen doing something or, you know, playing their own game or they'd be outside shooting basketball. But um, like those times were like really, really fun and just a game where, you know, you didn't have to have any kind of sort of special skills to play that game because it told you what to do mm-hmm. after each or at the beginning of each mini game. You had instructions and you could practice and just um, stupid little fun things, you know. And sometimes it would be everyone, you know, four one v one v one v one. It would be two versus two. It might even be three versus one. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. like different mini games were really really fun. And Mario Party has been a franchise for Nintendo. I mean, I think they just really uh, they really like Mario Party for the Switch. Um, yep. last year, and I think it's like the 10th or 11th edition of that game. Um, I mean, it's it's up there, and um, no signs of slowing down. So mm-hmm. Mario Party, um, big party game for my third and final selection before we get to honorable mentions. What is yours, Kyle? Did you play with? Oh, yeah, oh go ahead. Uh, Donkey Kong, obviously, was my pick. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Once again, Luigi or Yoshi was mine. They were yes. green. If someone yeah. got Donkey Kong before me, I'd probably go like Mario. Who are you, Chris? Yeah, I usually, uh, on this one, it was strange. I would sometimes play with Peach, just because hey, Peach no one ever picked Peach. Peach is awesome. Mm-hmm. I was the same way. Love Peach. Um, for mine, this is one that's the last one I think about. You mentioned it briefly, mm-hmm. uh, but wrestling. Yes. I feel like we all went through a stage with wrestling. Uh, some of us still randomly watch it, but... I combined two games here. One was the first one, and then one's like the immediate release after. Right. So first you had WCW versus NWO World Tour, mm-hmm. and then WCW NWO Revenge. Revenge, yes. And I feel like between the two, Revenge is definitely the better one. Right. But as I was remembering things uh, and looking it up today, I was thinking about Ric Flair. Woo. And he was, not in, he was not in Revenge. He was not in Revenge. And I he had a contract dispute with WCW in 98. So they took him out of the game, as, you know. As and by the revenge. time he signed it, it was too late to get him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that out today. Yes. I was looking it up online because I was remembering, you know, I remembered playing some, and I remember him being a choice. Mm-hmm. So that's why I included the other game because at some point I know I played with Ric Flair. Right. So I feel like there is the combination. Uh, I don't like once again. I didn't have a Nintendo sixty four, but I remember playing this. Uh, my uncle had one, and he lived with my grandparents. And so if we were ever over there, that was an immediate go to was to play Revenge. Uh, for you, you know, at home that don't know, you know, WCW World Championship Wrestling went up against WWF back in the day, now WWE. Uh, 83 weeks. Uh, 
Nitro WCW was better than WF in the ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had a big blow up. It was about the time, you know, we we're in elementary school, middle school, high school, or all in those ages, somewhere in there, that most boys at some point got into wrestling. Uh, and it became big storylines and everything else. And it was something you come to school where you pretend that you were somebody or yep. so something else. So you would come and, you know, you would discuss, like, did you watch Raw or did you watch Nitro? And if you were me who didn't have cable, uh, you didn't you watch listened. anything. You yeah. listened over telephone. Yes. I'm right, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Eric. Mm, yes. Didn't have cable. You just kind of nodded along and tried to learn. Um, Revenge is a game, like, that's what kind of introduced me to wrestling in general was, like, I, I couldn't watch it. I mean, unless I watched, like, the Saturday night show, like, that mm-hmm. came on UPN or, like, the Saturday afternoon, like, Worldwide came on at noon on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's the only kind of wrestling I got on over-the-air TV. Um, so playing Revenge is what really kind of introduced me to all the characters in WCW. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, that that was a like that was one of I know I mentioned it earlier it was one of my favorite multiplayer games mm-hmm. I just you know I mentioned it in the first uh, episode that we did this so mm-hmm. I left it off. Well, for me, like the same way, I got to know characters better mm-hmm. because you were seeing them more versus some people on TV back then. You may see certain you know a handful of ones every week, yeah. but then the other ones you may never see again. You know they may show up once a month or you know at most. So to play as a video game, it was always fun. You have your special move that you're getting your special bar built up to so you can do the final move on them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked it, too, because they, they had some made-up characters, too, didn't yes, they? Yes, like they did. They had a- AKI Man. Yes. Um, who was uh, literally a guy in a full-body suit that was red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. And he was just the, I guess, yep. like the mascot of the company, AKI, uh, who helped produce the game. Uh, you have the Executioner. Mm-hmm. You had, um, like, a Frankenstein-type character. Yes. Uh, Dr. Frank was his name. Mm-hmm. Um the, the, so many, like, uh, Kim Chi was a guy, and he was, like, a, a Japanese guy, like, yeah. in a sumo uh, get-up. Mm-hmm. Um, th- like I said, there was a ton of different uh, different characters that were just made up and, like, included in the game. But the cool thing about those characters was they were supposed to represent wrestlers who weren't sure. actually in WCW. Like, they were probably, like, in Japan or, like, independent wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, Hanzo Man um, was a guy that I remember who was supposed to be... He was either Jushin Thunder Liger mm. or he was another Japanese wrestler who wasn't signed to WCW but had wrestled with him, so they just gave him his moveset. Like in, like he looked nothing like the, the wrestler, but he had all the taunts that that mm. wrestler had, all the moves, all the finishers, so it was like you were wrestling as that guy, but WCW didn't pretty much they made him. it and didn't have to pay him anything. Exactly, <laughs> pretty much. So, um, and whenever you talk about, talk about the game too is when you played 64, you changed the whole, like, Talking about the game mechanics, mm-hmm. you went from holding it in the middle to holding both of the that's true, yeah, both of the toggles at the end. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, I thought it was always strange holding it like that. Yes, uh, it was weird too to get like a special move. You had to like kind of if you weren't holding it that way, you had to switch it to hit like either you know to throw away the joystick or to hit the button on the back of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. You had to do certain things to get the special or whatever. Yeah, it was definitely a weird. Um, it was a different setup on the controller to play those games because they had, like you said, different setups. Um, I got a couple of stories. Um, I, sure. I think I told one during the first episode. Um, but one of my first experiences with this game was at Andrew Casey's house. And we would play um, me versus him. He picked Raven mm-hmm. and I picked Goldberg. And Andrew owned this game. I didn't, I didn't own a 64 at the time. Mm-hmm. But I discovered while we were playing that if you were to hit the joystick while you were pinned, you would automatically kick out. That was a little glitch in WCW NW Revenge that we didn't know about. But I figured it out like midway. I was just kind of I was hitting stuff like trying to kick out. You, know, you press every button, try to kick out, and I noticed every time I hit the joystick, I'd kick out automatically. So 
I let him hit me with his finisher like 17 times. He hit me with that even <laughs> the even flow DDT. Seven, we started keeping count. And Andrew like, I can't believe you kicked out of that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Finally, I was able to get an opening where I was able to hit him with the spear mm-hmm. and the jackhammer. And I pinned him on my first finisher. And he was so mad. And then they finally figured out that, oh, he's hitting the joystick. That allows you to kick out. So we had to institute like a no odd job rule. You can't hit the joystick unless you're trying to get your finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I had it planned out like he'd pin me. And instead of kicking out at one every time, because I did that to begin with, I was like, no, no, no. He's going to start getting suspicious. So one, two, and then hit it right before he would get the three. <laughs> kick out. And he, he was just so mad. Um, the spiritual successors to those games were um, – uh, WWF actually signed contracts with THQ and AKI after Revenge came out, and they did WrestleMania 2000 and then WWF No Mercy, which in, mm-hmm. in my book is the definitive wrestling game to this day. Um, the only downside to game, uh, like games on the 64, especially um, No Mercy, which was late in the life of the Nintendo 64, mm-hmm. was they started like, adding like, ladder matches in, but when you had four guys on the screen with the ladders, it slowed the game down terribly. Like, the, the system couldn't handle all of that. And like I said, it was at the end of the 64 lifespan. The next video game released for the um, for the WWF was for, like, either the GameCube or for the PlayStation 2 or for the Xbox. Um, but for No Mercy, it re- released in 2000, and it just it was a great game. Still, in the story mode, unparalleled. Um, all the multiplayer options, unparalleled. But when you added ladders to the mix, ladders slowed the game down considerably. So. Whenever you whenever you talk about other systems, I remember uh, whenever I got my first PlayStation, they came out with a demo a demo disc. Yes, mm-hmm. and it had uh, WC, Nitro. WCW Nitro. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes I had that and as well. I was like, and I was looking and I was playing. It's like I wish I had this game, but I don't want to pay that much money for it. The great but thing the graphics about graphics were a lot better. Oh, definitely. And the great thing about Nitro, um, and later on WCW Thunder for the PlayStation. Um, you would go to the character select screen and you could listen to them cut a, like a little mini program as to why you should pick yep. them. So like you have like Sting who's like, are you sure you want to pick the Stinger? Are you sure <laughs> you want to get hit with the Scorpion Deathlock? <laughs> and, then like, and then Hogan's like, look, look here, brother. Hogan and the NW are going to run wild on you if you don't pick us. So and it's just like... I had that game. Yeah. So I was saying I played it on the... Uh, the demo disc, and then I feel like at Christmas or something, I got it. And the funny part about that is my cousin Lewis, once again, he had a PlayStation before I did. And I remember watching WCW Nitro on Monday nights and them doing an advertisement for this video game throughout the show. Like they would go to like a commercial, but technically it's still within the show. And they're like, oh, check out this new game. But it was so awesome looking. And I remember talking to my cousin on the phone. I think they were in town for like a talent show or something. Um, at Glendale Kinley, which was like the old building that's burnt down, like the auditorium there now. But I remember him being like, oh, I got that new Nitro game. And I was like, I'm spending a night with you. And that's just how that went. <laughs> you went to go ask your mom if I could spend the night with you. And then so it was that whole thing where he went and asked, and then my mom was just like, well, I don't know. It's kind of like you might as well just stay home. And no, I've got to go. I've got to go. I've got to go. And my mom was like, okay, well, we'll go home and get his clothes changed out and and then we'll bring him over, you know, something. Well, in the mix of that, somehow, I found out he was lying and did not get the game. And at that point, I canceled <laughs> this plan. I was so mad that I didn't want to go anymore. You know what? And so I told my mom that. She's like, you can't go to somebody's house just because of a video game. 
It's like, it's not that. It's that he lied to He's me. He's a liar, I and I don't want to be friends with a liar. Yes, I use that total excuse. It's like, I don't want to go to a liar's house, Mom. It's like, And then, of course, she's like, this is stupid. You're going. You've already told it. And like, I ended up being so stupid. And finally, she called him. was like, look, he's being ridiculous. He's staying home. Blah, blah, blah. I think I got grounded because I didn't want to go now. But you made your point. I did. <laughs> he, you know, he lied to me. Yes. Versus, you know, I don't know. And it's justified. Yeah, yeah I, I ju- justified. Just- absolutely. Anyway, what's some honorable mentions, Chris? Yeah, something that didn't make your list, but you want to mention here real quick. All right. Well, I have a, I have a couple of them. Um, Let's get a rundown of them. Let's see. Uh, one of them was Cruising USA for you. That's an, another great 64. one. Fantastic game. Um, I had RIP NCAA football. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> um, my favorite professional football game was ESPN 2K5. Yes. Still the best football game ever. I agree. And did you see that ESPN signed a, a I contract? I did. I did. I'm really excited about that. And yep. also with the NCAA football games. Possibly coming back. With the, with the light, yeah, get students getting paid for likenesses, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. And then, uh, Kyle, you remember this one, NFL Blitz. Yes, yes that, was on, that was on my honorable mention list as well. Once again, uh, I was not good at football games either. <laughs> uh, I've never been a big football person. But I liked hits because or blitz because I didn't have to really care about plays and everything else. I had two plays that I would choose. They were both throwing yep. plays. Yes. Because I hated running because it took it was too it too took, short. Well, it I took wanted, thirty yards to get a first down in that game. Yes, I wanted it long and going. I wanted to write that score up. And Chris would always figure out like two minutes in like he's either doing a hail mary or a shotgun. Yep. So I know and, what to do. The, the best. And pl- I had that written. All right, go ahead. No, no go ahead, Chris. Uh, well, I had that written down that. That I would play Kyle, and he would do the same two plays, mm-hmm. and somehow always score until I found out the cheat codes for Super Speed and Unlimited Turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The and uh, then we could never catch. Yes, no, not, <laughs> not cheating. We're just using all the tools available to no, us. No, cheat. <laughs> yes. The um, the best part about that game to me was the announcer. Mm-hmm. Like he would like when you got tackled, he would stop mid sentence and just like like continue like as if he was. Like, you would, like, go for a long touchdown wrong run and you'd get tackled, like, right there at the goal line. So the announcer would be like, he could go all the first down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and another thing about the announcer was the first time I ever played this was on an arcade console. Mm-hmm. And it was not edited. Ooh. The first time. And they were and like we, I was in the at Rainbow Lanes, and I was hearing some words for the first time. Well, especially at a, a young age, a you're just shocked that that's on a video game. Yes, like it's nothing yeah. new now for the world that you know all the video games come out. But especially oh, back yeah. then, that was a big ordeal. You're like, is my mom watching this? Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. And and then the funny thing is, is once it came to the consoles, they took all the the language out. Well, yeah, just like like with Mortal Kombat, they took all the blood out um, for the for the yeah. for the Nintendo um, properties, but they left mm-hmm. it in for Sega because mm-hmm. Sega does what Nintendo yeah. don't. That's true. Yeah. So, um, and then my last then my last game was uh, Super Smash Brothers. Of course, that's a great choice. That's I a fantastic about choice. That I would love because you said now like you can do it online. Can you do Super Smash Brothers online? I probably sound stupid. Yes, probably you, do yeah. it for like twenty years now. Yep, we should do that. I don't have the game anymore. I'm going to try to get a PlayStation. You, and then, you can't do it on the PlayStation. It's a okay. Nintendo game. We're going to find some other game, though. And me and you and Chris, we're going to play video games. We're going to make it like once a month, we all sit down and play video games together. Okay. Let's, let's do it. If yeah. you get a PlayStation, because there's a lot of uh, new games that are coming out of there, co-op, 
So I'm down. I'm down for it. I got to get a house first. That's next on the list. But then once I have a house, I'm going to need a, a PlayStation. Right. Come on. Priorities. We yes, priorities, yes. Uh, my honorable <laughs> mentions. Um, so co-op games. We just mentioned them there. Best co-op game of all time, in my opinion, Turtles in Time. It's an amazing game. Um, you know, like that was a game that I didn't own. My friends didn't own. But we'd get a blockbuster and we'd rent mm-hmm. it, and we'd play it all yeah. night until we beat it. And then we would do it every every time. Like we'd play that game over and over. You know, we, at that point we could have just bought it. But you know, mm-hmm. um, but Turtles in Time was fantastic. Um, other sports games uh, that we have not mentioned: um, Madden, um, specifically Madden '05. Um, that was the first time I ever really had played Madden. Was when I got to college. And that's how I met friends. Like they were playing Madden on their PlayStation Two, and I learned how to play Madden on their PlayStation Two. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, ooh, I'm, I'm having a. Uh, I'm trying to. This is what happens when you don't write stuff down. Um, Why are you thinking sports games? I'll throw these in. NBA Jam. NBA Jam was something that was really good. Um, I never really played that multiplayer though. I, I owned it, mm-hmm. but I, I, I guess I would play it with my dad. I mean, but well, my cousin Lewis had it, so right. I would play it with him. Uh, go along with uh, Blitz, NHL Hits was another option. It was mm-hmm. the hockey version that we also played at Trent's house mm-hmm. a lot. We yes, did, we did. We'd switch into Hits, uh, make sure you got your deeks in. Mm-hmm. Got to deek it up. And then on my Sega, I had NHL 95, which is one of like the great you know back then hockey games. Mm-hmm. So I remember playing that with other friends came over because if you didn't have you know a wide variety, you had Sonic maybe, I had an X-Men game. But for friends to be able to play with you and not just watch you play, right? At that point, you know we could play hockey against each other. Yeah, so that was one of the first times doing that. Um, we uh, we also had Ken Griffey Juniors. I mm-hmm. think it was like Ken Griffey Junior presents or Super Sluggers or something, mm-hmm. and we would do that yeah. just for the home run derby. Yeah. Okay, where you would just take turns. You'd have you know ten outs, and you try to hit as many home runs as you could. And so we would do that for um for that. A more modern game, and this is I guess more like a party game than it is like a sleepover game. But like Wii Sports, mm-hmm. um, we would hit up Wii Bowling specifically. Oh yeah, and like would be super insane, like how competitive that could be when you're a 21 year old or 22 year old, you know, senior year <laughs> in college, and you're trying to find any way to wind down, and you pull out the little Wii remote, and mm-hmm. I mean, people go crazy. Over I remember that. the first time you brought that over here mm-hmm. to Ricky's house, and Ricky really got into Wii everything yeah. because it was a a rejuvenating thing for him for video games where he didn't play a ton growing up. So now, like, Rick, he, what you doing? He loves, it? like, Mario versus Sonic at the Olympic Games. Yeah. Like, that was one of his favorite. Like, we're going to do the like bobsled. Dance, dance Revolution. Dance. Um, Just Dance. Just Dance. Was, yes. on, my, uh, was on my list. Um, mm. And, again, that's a multiplayer option. That's one I actually have used in my classes. Like, at the end of the year, wow. we would play Just Dance. Um, and we'd have these little tournaments in each class. I probably won't be able to do it this year, you know, because social distancing and stuff. But um, but that was one where as long as the song was clean, and I had to do some research to make sure the songs were clean, um, you put that in there, and that would be a great way to end the year. Like whether you're in, you know, if you enjoyed dance or whatever, you got uh, most kids had a lot of fun, and I would have a lot of fun beating them at just dance. So <laughs> the only other one I had beyond like Tony Hawk, which you talked about, Need for Speed, and all that. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 Mortal Kombat was the 2. first other game I got on a Sega that was fighting game. Uh, my cousin from Atlanta came to visit and brought it with him, and he's like my parents' age. He's technically my dad's cousin. Mm-hmm. But I remember when he left, I really got excited. My mom was all nervous because the blood and everything else on there because it did show it on Sega. Fatality. Uh, 
So they bought that for me. Uh, Toasty. Yes. <laughs> so all those doing uh, along with that. Let's get over here. Uh, before we jump in, social media shout outs. Anybody got anything else? No, I'm good. Uh, um, I had one more. Uh-huh. I had one more game. Star Fox. Star Fox 64, yes. Now, I love that game more for its single-player mode, but it was a lot of fun as a multiplayer game. Yeah, especially if you had the Game Shark like we talked about. Yes, and you could do it on foot or on the tank. Yeah, you cheaters. Cheaters. Hush. Hey, Um, it was... I mean, yeah, it was it was it was illegal. It was it was. Uh, Star Fox also needs to be released on the. You still there, Chris? Yep. Okay. Sorry, I'm back. Yeah, he had, he had a phone call in the middle of of this. So, um, Star Fox is another game that needs to be released on the Switch. You know, a version of it needs to be released on the Switch. I agree. Um, along with Donkey. Well, they do they do have one, but it is like an all of Mer- it's, it's it's Star it's Star Link, right? Yeah, Star Link. Yeah, you can no, actually not the same. Hashtag I have the, the the Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Like you get, it's a mounted Starfighter yeah. on top of on, so you're playing with it in your hand. I, I don't need anything um, complicated. Just give me a remake or a remaster version of 64, and I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'll play that all day. Well, cool. Let's jump into our social media shoutouts. Uh, on Facebook, we said favorite sleepover games. Chris Road commented, "I would comment, but nope, you're going to have to wait." Thank you, Chris. Thank for you for making us wait. Uh, Steven Sucks, Mega Man X, Donatello from Turtles in Time, also Chrono from Chrono Trigger, although single-player game, just favorite character. I uh, threw that one in. Uh, top fan, Kevin Strickland. I got to throw him out there. He also – He's a top fan. His top fan is what it comes up as, but he also tagged multiple people, and as we talk about, you know, you tag somebody, we'll you give you, give a, you a shout out. out. So, Kevin, you get a shout out today. Uh, he tagged Michael Latcher, Stephen Ray Latcher, Trevor Bryant, and Luther Parrott Jr. He said, where do you guys want to start? There were so many to name, but any wrestling game you would like to name for starters, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Mario Kart, Guitar Hero were all great choices. Uh, Michael responded, said, a Kevin Strickland sleepover didn't happen without some hot shots golf, and uh, if you want to go golden days, then you have to mention some home run derbies back on MLB 98-99. Stephen Ray Latcher responded, "Uh, first one that comes to mind will be wrestling and Guitar Hero. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, sports games, however, Slugfest, Mike's B-Day Party out in the shed, and Kevin, for me, mate, ba- baseball bro. That backyard baseball bro. Yes, sorry. Yes. I got a microphone from him. It's kind of hard to read. Yes. Uh, Kevin responded, oh, we're going to have to find a copy of Hot Shots Golf. Luther responded, mm. WWF No Mercy for 64, Duke Nukem for 64, Ooh. Mortal Kombat 3, Super Nintendo, No Brainer. 007 Goldeneye, Nintendo 64. He also went as far as to telling you what music you should listen to while you're playing these. Oh. He said, uh, Godsmack self-titled album blaring, uh, Turok 2, Crash Bandicoot, oh. any of them. Crash Bandicoot was a legend. Hot Wheels Racing, uh, Lewis had that one. Metallica Reload album blaring for that one. Spiral, Super Star Wars, Street Fighter, Twisted Dang Metal uh, with Megadeth blaring and Anthrax. Rampage. Rampage was a fun game. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, we um, rented it for the PlayStation and just you get to tear buildings up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and you get to eat the people out of the buildings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he said, uh, put some Slayer on for that one. He said, too mean to name. Michael Latcher responded, said, Kevin Strickland, one of the first times I ever remember staying at your house in the town of Kinley. We watched NBA on NBC. Um, NBC and played NHL. I think it was like 96 or 97. Haha. Ha. I used to get the Ducks because of the Mighty Ducks movie, and you would take me to school with Avalanche. So I started playing with the Avalanche. Kevin Restrictor responded, it didn't help that I didn't have too many games at the time. 
And Michael responded, says, back then it was quality, not quantity. Kids these days will never understand. We got a kids these days moment there. Got it. Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, then Michael Thompson responded. And uh, I was at a couple of these, so these come to mind for sure. It says, Sleepover Games videos ranked. Ooh, he's ranked, he ranked, ranked them. them. Rank off. GoldenEye007, Nintendo 64. Number two, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Number three, NBA Jam. Number four, WCW NWO Revenge. Number five, 50 Turn Mario Party. Number six, NHL Hits. Seven, Mario Kart 64. Eight, Madden 04. And number 1,000 on his list is Silent Hill 2. <laughs> he says, kidding. But uh, he said, that was creepy. Uh, and then... <laughs> On Instagram, Hunter responded, said, first sleepover console game memory I have is playing Super Mario World on SNES with Noah Jolliffe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the multiplayer experience really hit its stride with an N64. I can remember playing 007 and Mario Kart all night long with the boys back in middle school days. Also, shout out to Ryan Bassesi for swapping consoles with me a few times so I could play Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear, Gear Resident Evil on his PlayStation. So a true gentleman. True in true high true. school, Halo was the addiction of choice for the guys. Good times. Um, I also asked online today some of your favorite characters. Uh, I got some not huge response, but it's okay. It was kind of last minute. Uh, Greenheart31, which is Tim Hutchinson, said uh, Yoshimitsu from Tekken and Soul Calibur. And Erica Mack, 15. That's right me. Beside me. So I'm back on Instagram now. Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and Dixie Kong. Yes. Uh, we had a lot of great responses this week, though. We definitely appreciate all the shout-outs. I've got one new segment this oh. week. Uh, segments. Yes, that could carry on. Tim Hutchinson today, you hear his name often quickly thrown in at the end for his help and research and thanks for the podcast. He put up a, a question on Facebook to top, ask yeah. top five anything. Right. So I asked him what his top five things were. Okay. I was at work, and so just every couple of seconds or a few minutes, I'd go back and ask him five more things. So I went on a, a little while today asking Tim five, his top five of things. This one happened to go along with this. So I've titled this segment, Tim's Top 5. Tim's Top 5. So we can go on for weeks if we want. Uh, his top five video games, though. Smash Brothers Ultimate, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces, Tekken 7, and Soul Calibur 6. So thank you, Tim. Thank, thank you for all Tim. you do to help us out. So Chris, this is the end of the episode. How do you feel about your first time uh, contributing to the podcast here? Uh, I feel great. How do, you, how do y'all feel? Well, I think you. Yeah, it, I think you did a really good job on on the well, scale yeah, of what, on the scale of guest host. You were definitely in our top five. Yes. Well, awesome yes. because you only had three, four. Well, Ashby became four? one. So yeah, we had Ricky. Ricky, that's true. We well, had yeah, Bobby. We had Ashby. And now we've had you. So mm-hmm. you're in, in the top five for sure. Oh, okay. Huh? Well, that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's like our Marvel. I, uh, I like. I had I had fun because uh, once you start talking and talking, especially talking about something I love, it, it gets a little easier. Definitely. Well, we're glad you could join us today, um, and we want to give a big thank you to Ricky Lyles for saving our butts. Yes. Uh, because this spent- would not have worked without him coming in here and fixing our uh, our cables and our cords. That's why we record here, by the way. Producer Ricky Lyles. Yeah, producer Ricky saving Lyles. Saving the day. Saving the day. I don't even think he's here right now. I think he left us here. He did. Um, so we want to thank Ricky Lyles for his contributions to today's episode. And we hope that you, the listener, has in, uh, enjoyed our discussion as much as we did and that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into pop culture as we are. Chris, guess what we're doing next week? What are you doing next? Nothing. It's the first. We are taking a week off. 
Summer vacation. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're having the what the what oh, vacation. Wow. Yep. So we're taking a week off, and we'll be back in two weeks. Um, and I'm not going to share what that will be. We'll do that on our social media pages, so stay tuned to that. We also might have some fun little, you know, vacation videos that might be coming up next week uh, while we're on, quote, vacation from the show. To be fair, we're still meeting. Yeah, we're still it's meeting se- next it's Thursday. It's technically a planning day. Yeah, we're doing a planning to next To try week. to plan out some things right. for the future. So, But it's better if we phrase it as a vacation. It is a vacation. We're, t- we're taking a week off. We're so. going to eat food I don't talk. Yep. So, I don't know what I'm going to do with my Monday run now. Well, you, you um, Monday. Think of things <laughs> that you would like to hear. You'll hear this on Monday. Yeah, you'll hear you this talking. on Monday. But so for think the, about but things the next, you would like to hear. The next few days, um, we'll have a short little two or three minute videos yeah. from each of us um, that will come up about random topics. Um, they might be funny. They might have fun backgrounds. They might be serious. It might be me singing all of Hamilton. Who knows? Could be. But so. if you think of other things you would like to hear about. For sure, send them in. Send as them we in as meeting. we're meeting next Thursday to discuss the rest of the year and beyond. Um, not just podcast t- topics, mm-hmm. but um, things to improve the show. Um, I know we had our one-year anniversary show a couple weeks ago. And we talked about some of those things we want to do. Um, but we're always open to suggestions if you did not get those in then. So we want to thank you for joining us. Until next time, stay as cool as the... Yeah, other side of the pillow. I was pillow. waiting for Chris just to shout it. Like, it's, oh. it's, it's like, it's cool to the other side of the pillow. <laughs> All right, Stuart Scott. Yep, th- there we go. Uh, he was would have been 55 this past week. And may he uh, rest on pictures. Wow. Rob he, Williams would have been 69. Would have been 69 this week. And I'm surprised we, you know, that wasn't a question that we would have brought up this week. But maybe that can be something we can put up next week. In honor of Robin Williams and Stuart Scott. Top five Robin Williams movies. Yeah. Um, Dead Poets. Aside. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, Aladdin. Anyway, um, so we appreciate you. Um, appreciate you joining us. Uh, stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we will see you next week on the What the What Show. What the What? Bye. Ooh.